The following is brought to you by the Social Suplex Podcast Network. too bad uh i think we're all still feeling the effects from takeover 25 where some of us are still feeling the effects of the best of super juniors final i, I know the wrestling world is uh, is mourning the loss of a legend uh in the game last week so it's it's been a, it's been the best of times the worst of times kind of week i think in the world of wrestling i'm sorry we got oh um Sushi Aoki. Oh, I, I, I forgot about that. It's Sushi Aoki from all Japan. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he passed away due to a motorcycle accident. Motorcycle uh, accident. Last yeah. week, I believe it was last Friday. It was last Friday or last Saturday, something like that. But it was, it was obvious. It was in between shows that we had, so that that's why I think it's um, the, the wrestling world has been clearly mourning his loss. Uh, and there's good clips of uh, of him fighting Daniel Bryan. Uh, in all Japan, and there's, there's good clips of him uh, in various other uh, really good matches. So he was only 41, which is the which is the, the sucky part about it. He was just kind of still in prime. So uh, like had guy in the all Japan junior, so like he was the all all Japan junior heavyweight champion. And, yeah, I think uh, he won. Good. He was he was the all Japan junior heavyweight champion at the time he passed away. Yeah, I think he won that title like two weeks prior, something like that. I think he won like two weeks earlier. Uh, before he passed. Shun Akiyama was wrecked over this. Um, mm. The owner of all Japan because he was very close to this. Um, but overall, what a sad loss. Um, um, not particularly a legend, but a very good wrestler. Um, I've seen some of his stuff. Very good. Um, very good worker and very much on Japanese. So we have TakeOver 25 to review the Madison Super Juniors final to review. We have Dominion to preview, and we have the Weekend WWE to review as well. I had to mention the, uh, we're going to continue the countdown of the top 100 matches. We're at, what, 90, 95 and 94? Yeah, 95 and 94. Yes. And then take it back to the 80s and the 70s, respectively, in those two matches. I'm looking forward to it, honestly. Um, I'm looking forward to it, honestly. I'm looking forward to watching a New Japan vs. UWF feud match in Fujinami vs. Maeda and, like, a classic NWA title match in Harley Race and Terry Funk. Uh, uh, yeah, it should be a very... It should, yeah, it's going to be very different to see that. So I'm looking forward to what's, uh, how different the styles were, as opposed to a lot of the stuff we watched were in the 90s. And we watched, the, uh, the, obviously, the Sino Umaga and Almas and Gargano, which is obviously way more recent. But, yeah, this is going to be very different. I'm looking forward to seeing what, what happens here. So where do you want to start? Let's start with – let's start in the order. Uh, uh, let's 
that's always the two biggest events. Let's always take over and go to best super juniors, preview the big, and then go to Raw SmackDown and see um, 205 Live and, uh, and WWE UK. Cool. So, All right. So, the event that happens first, NXT TakeOver. NXT TakeOver taking place in Connecticut. And we'll do the, I guess I'm also do the pre takeover stuff of what happened. We had Belair and Mia Yim round three, which was a pretty good match. Ultimately, it was Mia winning fair and square, but it's, it's, it's been a good rivalry between the three of them. I wouldn't mind seeing them continue to wrestle. Plus, uh, Keith Lee handling business against Kona Reeves. Keith Lee, I, I'm so, I'm so annoyed that Dijak got hurt and it hasn't been able to run it back with Keith Lee. That's a match I absolutely need to see happen again. In NXT, the first one was excellent. I need to see round two, but now let's get I, to the main card. What's up? And then the main card. Oh my god, we're stumbling all over each other this week. My bad. <laughs> I think we're all, we're both semi still in shock because of how good this card was. So let's talk about it. The first match was Riddle versus Roddy, and a physical slugfest between between the two. So much. Brutality, the combos by Roddy Strong, the, the combos by Riddle. There were so many times I thought Roddy had him beat because of how well he worked on the back. It, it was highly entertaining from bell to bell. I can't believe Riddle won. Uh, I honestly thought Roddy had him beat so many different uh, opportunities. But Roddy got, got it done. I thought this was the first opener. Um, mm. Really high intensity, high impact stuff there. Um, I love how Riddle's strikes came off. I love how Roddy's strikes came off. The suplexes go more in this match and backbreakers. Um, strong powers up and he ate more elbows after the broken mission attack with elbow strikes. He ate more elbows and then Riddle hit the flat and tombstone power drive to win at 1450. Where would you go with this match? Four and a quarter? Four and a quarter is about right. Yeah, four and a quarter is about right. I, I really did enjoy it from the start. It really kicked up about halfway through. And then once both guys really got the flow and got the feel of it, it, it got incredibly physical. And it, it was very entertaining from, from, from Bell to from start to finish. So I'm all for it. Four and a quarter is a good rating for it. I, I like the way. Big, big win for Matt Riddle. Then we have the fatal four-way match for the NXT tag titles. The Street Profits, Odie Market. Birch, Forgotten Sons, and Red Dragon. From your favorite match of the night to my favorite match. I, I, I thought this match would be entertaining from start to finish. I had no idea it would be this entertaining. Red Dragon, a.k.a. Colorado Bobby Fish, they took a massive beating from start to finish in this match. Jeez, there, there, were, th- there were times where I thought Colorado had broken ribs or broken back. And, and I thought had broken off. Yeah, legit. And, and, I mean, we saw Bobby Fish after the, the event or during the, um, well, we'll see it later, but we saw Bobby Fish was in a sling uh, with a, he might have a broken arm. But, yeah, it was so, Forgotten Sons were so violent. Why did Wesley Blake do that tope into the ladder? Not into Fish or O'Reilly, but into the ladder. Why did he do that? It was so unnecessary. It was, it yeah. was so unnecessary. Match. Yeah, that was violent. Match. And for just, just at the end, like, that was amazing. And then knocked off for the win. That was an amazing finish. Uh, the Dawkins with the spear under the ladder on Blake. No, it was on Blake. Um, he speared. So Dawkins with the spear to Cutler. 
and then Blake's going for the titles, and then Ford with the springboard going to Shelton Benjamin School of Springboards. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was colorful. That that Yeah, it was colorful. That's weird. But the yeah. point is, what a finish! Uh, Street Pro- uh, Street Profits winning on their first takeover. They're NXT Tag Champions. The 16th NXT Tag Champions. I'd probably go four and a half on this. I love this match. Uh, I love how uh, physical it was. The Jackson Riker involvement was really good. Uh, how he destroyed everyone until it was basically six on one. Uh, I, I love the the teamwork and the synergy of, of all parties involved here. And how it kind of broke down to two on twos at times. I, I really enjoyed this. I thought the Riker stuff sort of hurt the match bit, but hurt the momentum of the match. Slower pace than the first two matches of the evening. Uh, I did love the showmanship from both guys, especially Velveteen. I uh, enjoyed the savagery of the selfie that Velveteen took during the match. I thought that was hilarious. But when Breeze is knocked out on the table, and Velveteen grabs his phone and basically takes a selfie of him in the North American title and, and Breeze, I, I thought that was some very good savagery. I enjoyed the basically how Velveteen hustled Breeze to win the match. After Breeze hit with the beauty shot, Velveteen rolled out of the ring, came back in the ring with the title, and basically outsmarted Breeze. So you could hit the DVD and then the, the Purple Rainmaker to get it done. I'd probably go solid four for this, but I really did enjoy uh, the ebbs and flows in the match. It was a little bit slower pace for me. I wanted it to be a little bit faster of a pace, but all in all, still a four-star match. I go three and three quarters. Okay. Um, very good. Um, but nothing like Line blowing in, like the lack of smoothness in between sequences really hurt the match at times. Hurt the match, but not like overall thinking. Right. Still very good. Of course, everybody's gonna be like, "Three and three quarters, you hated it." No. And then no, we're, we're in the same ballpark. Yeah, we're in the same ballpark. You know. NXT Women's Championship: Shayna Baszler versus Io Shirai. A little bit different from what I was expecting. I thought it'd be more aerial-based with, with Shirai, though she did get her aerial spots in. But I thought it'd be a little bit more of an aerial pace as opposed to Shayna trying to counter the aerial pace, similar to how Kyrie Sane was. Ultimately, it was Io who basically led to her own demise as she did the, the, the bridge pin after uh, Maria and Jessica uh, tried to interfere, and, Kay- and Candice LeRae intercepted them with the cane. It was... Really, Io leading to her own demise with that bridge, and then leading to the Karafuda, and basically, Io was going to go to sleep anyway. She was either going to tap out or go to sleep. So she chose option A. And then the beating afterward, I thought, was really what made this stick. I enjoyed the beatdown afterward that Io gave uh, to Shayna. Kind of Shayna getting a little bit of her own medicine. So clearly, this beef isn't over yet uh, for between Io and Shayna. Probably three and three quarters, but a, but a good match nonetheless. I go three and three quarters. Really good stuff. A smart layout match. Um, doing something to like the Fred Austin thing from last week, mm-hmm. where they where they went for the finish to the sleeper hold and to the pavement for 
then instead of GFRI winning with three, they were awarded Chuck. Countered. Countered and choked. Yes, I am. Then we got the big, major figures, big news. All the 31st is going to be a big jacket wrestling. <laughs> that was good. Uh, that's that's a good way to do that. And it obviously did the takeover promo. We'll talk about that with NXT UK. But uh, that was really good. It, then we get to the main event of Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano for I love the boy wrestling flow. Love his music and how how he does his thing. And the fact that he got to perform before the for uh, Cole's music. His his basically that was his first one. Uh, if, you, if you go back and watch his videos, that was his first uh, remix that he did. was Undisputed Era. So I'm, I'm happy to see that he got put on. I know he's been working with WWE for a couple months now. But very happy to see that he got to perform. Now to the match itself. Crowd was hot. Clearly they were pro-Cole. Uh, I think a lot of us were pro-Cole. A lot of us wanted to see what it would be like with Adam Cole as, as um, NXT champion. I love the psychology of the match. I love how it played out. With Gargano with the arm. Obviously, the Gargano escape and got a week in the arm. Week in the arm is much harder for Cole to tap versus the knee of Gargano, where Cole's clearly his his aim in the game is to slow down Gargano's pace because Gargano thrives with speed. So uh, that was a really good, and both things came into play. I love the psychology. Though, first off, that tope to the super kick, I, I couldn't. I couldn't believe Gargano was still conscious after he got hit with that. I throw basically face first in, into the boot of Cole. Excellent timing. And then the Panama Sunrise on the outside. I can't believe he kicked out of that first off. Second, I love the psychology that Cole pulled off when he kind of said, like, come on, come on, like, uh, trying to wave in the Undisputed Era to, to go three on one on Gargano. Instead, it never came. And then he spiked him with, then he spiked him with a pile driver and tried to pin him off that. I love that. And then how Gargano repaid the favor. By passing, by faking an injury to the last shot and then getting Gargano escape, I love that. I love that they stole each other's finishers. Uh, that was all. That stuff was awesome, and the finish I thought was great. Where Gargano simply just couldn't get up anymore, and then it was Panama Sunrise, the last shot combo. Cole wins with no help or no controversy. Probably four and a half as well. I love the tag match a little bit more than this, but still, I probably give it a four and a half rating. This is my favorite match of the night. Not as a I level as the NFT UK, I mean New York. Yeah. Um, but still very good, very great. This, this was just great. Subtlety at the very finest. So we could move on. And we're all very good show here. Yes, it was. B plus. Yeah, B plus is right. Where I think uh, New York probably might have been A minus. I give this one a B plus. Yeah, I got yeah. to agree with that. I'm surprised that this crowd is hot. Because I didn't know how, like, kinetic a crowd would react to, like, an NXT takeover, so. I mean, it's a suburb of New York, though. So, I, I can, it's, it's really close to New York and really close to Boston, two WWE hotbeds. It's not too far from Philly, which is another WWE hotbed. So, I, I think enough people, especially in the New York and or Boston areas, could get to Connecticut to get to this. Okay. That's fine. I can accept that. Um, then we move on to the best of the Super Final from Goku to Simo Hall. So I'll just give you a quick rundown of the uh, tag matches, uh, which were pretty good. Uh, 
we get to a match I think you saw as well. Jude Robinson versus John Moxley. You're wrong, Chris. I actually, I don't think I actually did see this. I don't think I, I don't think I watched this uh, particular match. I heard some stuff about it and how it was a pretty solid match from start to finish, but I don't think I actually watched it. Um, wait, I'll actually go back to the rate for that quarter. There, I would read it. Um, but this job boxing match is fantastic. Mm. was very motivated. Juice was motivated along with that. Um, he had intensity. Just, just, throughout the match um, and was beautifully juxtaposed against Juice's face-to-face fire. Even though he's been in dead-end piece for the United States Championship, um, Juice has. He finally got someone to dance with and he hit an elevated version of 30 feet um, to get it done. Doesn't call it 30 feet anymore. He calls it the Death Rider. Oh, so, okay, so it's going to be the Death Rider from here on? That's what, that's what we're calling it now? That's what we're calling it. Um, okay. It was a nice, wonderful brawl. And what's so different from anything else on the show? And it really stood out. Four and a half stars. Hmm, so, so, uh, so Moxley's the... <laughs> was it for the U.S. title or was it non-title? It was for the U.S. title, so he won the U.S. title. So Moxley's the U.S. champion, okay. So nice. yes, the Bison's Super Junior final... Which might be my number one match of of the uh, of twenty nineteen of twenty nineteen so far. This was fucking incredible. Shinko looked like a million fucking bucks. Arthur always looks like a million bucks no matter who he wrestles. But Shinko, holy shit, this guy is a fucking star. Um. Um. I think we talked about it like, um, before, a couple weeks ago, where Shingo's going to get a big payoff at, at the end. I think we, at the start of the tournament, I think we talked about it. That Shingo's going to get a big payoff at the end, and that he was going to be basically made out to be a star. I think yeah. whether whether he wins the tournament or not, I think, I think we both kind of figured he's going to be made out to be a star by the end of the tournament. It took and, off everything to kill this bastard. Um, <laughs> The hidden blade, he took the off cutter, he took the sword breaker, he took the 630. Um, um, Osprey kicked out of the uh, the uh, of the dragon and the pumping bomber. Holy fuck, this happens. It took a combination of the hidden blade, the hot, the off cutter, and then the sword breaker to finish it all. Basically, um, kill him. Shit, 33, 45, five fucking stars. This, this is in the clubhouse for my back right now. He basically did have to kill him. This I'm, is gonna, I'm gonna have to try. I'm gonna have to watch that. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to, to seek that because it sounds sound like this match was really really dope. It was. It was really really good. Um, and Kelsey, come out of here and watch this. This is fucking awesome. I can't say enough great things about it. Um, and we move on to Dominion, where Shingo does get a reward for for getting to the finals, but not the reward he wanted in the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. Mm. But 
he's going to face Tony Kojima in a special singles match. John Moxley is on the card versus a young lion and Shota Yukumina who shows a lot of fire. That should be very good. Kojima okay. should be very good. Jushin Lai with Yoshihashi versus Minoru Suzuki and Zack Sabre Jr. and they're building up the Wider versus Suzuki and Yoshihashi with Zack Sabre Jr. Mm. Um, Suzuki Japan of Hiroshi Tanahashi, Juice Robinson, and Red King Suzuki versus Bullet Club of Jay White, um, Keith Owens, Taiji Shimori, Taiichi versus, versus Tomohiro Ishii. Girls, Desi vs. Wilson, Governor, with Sarah Paul, Katrina Maria, of course, Dragon Lee vs. Will Ospreay, Kota Ibushi vs. Tetsuya Naito. If you have any indication of the last match that these two had, this match is going to be nuts. I'm honestly beaming at the last two matches you just mentioned. Uh, Ospreay and Dragon Lee and Ibushi and, and Naito. Uh, that, uh, those two matches are going to be absolutely insane. And then we get the main event of Chris Jericho versus versus Kazuchika Okada. I doubt that's going to be very motivated to step in there with the best wrestler in the world right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's already he just beat Omega, so now he, it's time for, for Jericho to to, to beat the the other one, who's pretty much one A. Hey, you guys are action! Jericho, I think the high possibility that Jericho is going to win. Um, I wouldn't be shocked. I think Okada will will retain, but I think it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a really good match from start to finish. <laughs> but I would be surprised if Jericho won. It would put AEW on. I don't think it's gonna put AEW on, but at the same time, he's still Chris fucking Jericho. Yeah, <laughs> it, it would be it would kind of pretty much cement his status. As as a, a top tier wrestler, uh, but still, it, it's it's gonna be. It's just a matter, I guess. I, I see an, a really good match from start to finish here. I, I think they Jericho and Okada have done a really good job of building it up. Uh, I think that they're gonna build off each other, work off each other really well. It'll just be a matter of. I think it'll play off the psychology of remember Jericho and Omega Two, where Jericho did everything he could to avoid the one winged angel and succeeded. Can he do that? Exactly. Can he do that? And how much work will he do on the arm of Omega? And oh uh, no, Omega of Okada. And how does Omega evade the, things like the Codebreaker or the Walls of Jericho or the Lion Sword? Or how does he avoid? And obviously, his, his new finisher, the Judas Priest or the Painmaker, as apparently is, it may be known as. How does he avoid all these moves that Jericho can can finish people off with? Good psychology is about to happen here. And yes, I, I totally did find the, the, the Best of Super Junior final. I will watch that eventually. I, I, will, I will watch that soon enough. Yes. It's the big dog. Richie and Roman Reigns starts off wrong. So let's get to WWE. And yes, we get it. Believe it or not, apparently somebody looked it up. And apparently it's only 39 minutes of actual wrestling. Yeah, I was going I would have had it up like, yep. Yeah, 39, 39 minutes of actual wrestling on Raw. This is absolutely humorous. But, uh, but yeah, Jericho and... I don't watch this at all. So, peace like it's going to... I did not watch Raw and SmackDown at all. SmackDown only had about 
Uh, I could add it up, actually. SmackDown only had 25 minutes of wrestling. The sad thing is, both were actually decent shows. It, it, it's, it's both were actually decent shows. Okay, so the show kicked off with Shane McMahon, and this led to an inevitable brawl where Roman was called out and led to the Revival getting involved, the Revival of McIntyre getting the drop on Roman, the Usos coming in. The six-man tag was supposed to happen anyway between the Bloodline and the Revival and Drew, so it ended up doing so. Eventually, the the uh, Revival's team, Revival, and Drew win the match. Jay, uh, McIntyre hit a Claymore. I believe it was on Jay Uso, but that wasn't the point. The point was the three parties involved, Triple Team, Shane, uh, triple team Roman, with uh, the Shattered Machine and another Claymore to Roman, and then Shane would basically mock Roman and hit him with a spear. So basically, Roman was left that left lane at, at, that, uh, on his part. Of the ball. And that's the WWE being the respectable company that they always are. So I thought Storm on the screen. That is still I found it absolutely humorous. I found it humorous that humorous <laughs> That they had Lance Armstrong and Matthew McConaughey on the on, on, on Raw. Vince thing, 
<laughs> Which I thought was I thought was awesome. Whoever wrote that frog. This is all. What Firefly Lighthouse? Or yeah, this version. This version. Yeah, I, I like I like the one that you did. I, 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 I thought the Devil Vince was humorous. I really did. I, I don't know where they're where else they're going with this. I wish they just have Bray come back and and uh, target somebody by now. But it's 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 humorous. It's just. That that part of it I thought was semi comical. The whole workout plan with Bray Wyatt, I, I wasn't with that. I, I, will, I will totally agree. I wasn't with the whole workout plan, but the Devil Vince thing, I thought was great. Okay. I don't give two shits about this match. That promo was forced. <laughs> There's no other way to say it. That promo was. They, they were they were trying to think of stuff to say bad about each other to get the crowd hyped for it. That was so forced. It, it was. Activating in front of each other. It was no, yeah, pretty much. It was. It was. That's what they're gonna do on Friday night. They're gonna jerk off each other for twenty five minutes. My God. It was so so forced. It was. It was. Uh, it was like even even the insults they tried to put at each other. It was like they were just try, trying to think of stuff on the fly to get to keep the crowd interested. It was. It was so forced. I, I was. Yeah. I, I was. Completely out of whack with with that promo. Just just have Orton Prince Tribulation get it over with. <clears throat> but the main thing that the major thing that happened on Raw, quite honestly, was the Brock Lesnar situation. And, and although, although Ricochet Cesaro was good, that was a good match. And this is a Ricochet would, would win round three, not as good as rounds one or two, but it was a good match. That uh, like freaking like archer going into the table. That was great. The 24-7 stuff is, is absolutely hilarious. All of, all of it is hilarious. There's more of it on SmackDown. And, and by the way, we, sh we should also pay our respects to the like 30-second Jinder Mahal 24-7 championship reign that he had on the golf course. So we, we should all pay our respects to all that because that totally happened last Sunday. Our troop, basically, our troop is becoming Crash Holly. He's basically Crash Holly 2.0 with, with his 24-7 championship reign, and it's absolutely hilarious. It's absolutely, it, this must continue. <laughs> this, this must proceed. He's basically Crash Holly 2.0, and it's, it's absolutely amazing. So we're going to keep it going. Let's see. Taker's promo, eh, whatever. And then we get to the, the real, the main point of the show was Brock Lesnar and cashing in Money in the Bank. So Heyman basically gave his guarantee that they were going to cash in at some point on Raw. And obviously, impatient Rollins was prepared for Lesnar to do so. He was going to catch him on Rollins. He pretty much is already set in stone. So it turns out Rollins comes to the ring, and then Baron Corbin comes to the ring to start start his drama with Seth, and they start the throwing hands. Lesnar's music starts to play, and then Corbin gets to drop on Rollins at the end of days. At this point, Rollins is easy pickings for Brock Lesnar, and Brock Lesnar did not wait to feast. And Brock doesn't know what to cash in. Brock basically sent Rollins to the hospital. Becky Lynch went with him, obviously, because relationship. And it, it was a beating, so now they're going to take this to Jetta and, and Friday, which is leading to the, the two worst scenarios, I think, for the IWC, the internet wrestling community, uh, for everybody. Either A... It's a layup. Brandon Corbin wins the Universal Championship. Or B, it's a layup. Brock Lesnar wins the Universal Championship. I ask you, which is worse? Uh, I don't want to 
go through what the last two years were, where you basically had no world champion on Raw. Struggle that much. I know you hate Corbin that much. That under no circumstance you want to see him as Universal Champion. But, no. but go on, carry on. No. And you'll definitely have a grant. Next week, it's Baron Corbin with the Universal Champion. I'll be like, what the hell is Because, because he's just fucking terrible. Fucking terrible. You asshole. No one going to that beast better fucking Baron Corbin. Basically, this, what you just heard now, ladies and gentlemen, was a preview of what is to come if Baron Corbin wins tomorrow at Super Showdown. I promise you, if Corbin wins, I'm gonna, I'm basically gonna set it up, and then Deacus is gonna knock it down like bowling pins. I'm just gonna let him rant and just let him go. It'll be, it'll be all time hilarious. Stay tuned if you want Deacus to basically go off like this for about two to three minutes straight. Uh, you're going to cheer for Baron Corbin tomorrow, as much as it may pain all of you to see Corbin actually be a world champion in WWE. Well, for my daddy, pray that Baron Corbin does not win the Universal Champion. Basically, all of you need to pray to the wrestling gods and JBL, or the, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit Squad, whatever deities you need to pray to. to make- <laughs> Whatever deities you need to pray to to make sure that Seth Rollins walks out of Jeddah as Universal Champion, do it. So send him the spirit ball. I don't, I don't, however, you, it has to be done. If you really, if you want Rollins to walk out of Universal Champion in any way, shape, form, or fashion, this is the way. Uh, it's prayer is probably all going to take. So what? That's how bad this show is going to be. I'm not going to. I'm not going to sit for myself to sit through that show for like. Five hours straight on Friday. Okay, so so check it. They can't compare that this uh, show tomorrow is going to be compared to to WrestleMania. Which one? Which which one are we talking here? Are we talking thirty two? I mean, they're, they're claiming it's going to be like thirty, I guess, or thirty one, which is God's here. But like, what are they? Which one are they compared to thirty two? Are they compared to some of the trash WrestleManias? Like, which one are we going with here? Going and not. This is that bad. This this could, yeah, this super showdown could get ugly and ugly fast. Kobe Dolph's gonna be nice, but it's a lot of a lot of the other stuff. Otherwise, is gonna be. Yeah. Dolph, I, I had a fucking mouth with Dolph Ziggler. Get off my fucking television screen. Hmm. So we'll, we'll get we'll shift to SmackDown and. Dolph Ziggler wins the. You're gonna get another round. Dolph Ziggler wins the WWE title. Oh, oh honestly, I'll be just as pissed as you are if uh, if Dolph wins the title. I, I don't want to see Kofi lose to Dolph. I'm getting another one that man if Dolph Ziggler wins the WWE title because he's a fucking geek. He's a fucking geek. I, I normally like Dolph, but I don't want to see Kofi lose to Dolph. No, I don't want to see that. That's not, that's not worth it. It's, there's no need to do that. Decent uh, promo between the two of them. SmackDown only had 19 minutes of wrestling. You only had 19 minutes of wrestling? Wow. Tell me! You know? What do you mean? You want to know why you're in WWE? It's your fault because you're actually presenting wrestling. And you don't have to understand because you're not presenting wrestling. You didn't learn from TakeOver or any of the NXT stuff or even 205, which had more wrestling than, than the Raw and SmackDown. This was that TakeOver in Bridgeport. Which is the real statement to AEW. 
Too much, except for Alexa Bliss, number one contender uh, for the SmackDown Women's Championship for Stomping Grounds in two weeks. And other than that, Roman versus uh, versus Drew, they're going to run it back at, at, uh, at Stomping Grounds in a couple weeks. Other than that, you didn't miss but too much on uh, on SmackDown. Decent Great. time. What's up? Goldberg had a promo. Goldberg cut a promo. Goldberg and Taker had a stare down to end the show. Uh, Drew for more 24-7 hilariousness, lost the title to, to Elias, and then won it back under the ring, literally under the ring. Uh, and we had Kofi and Woods beat Owens and Zayn and the Dolphins a super kick after that. Other than that, you didn't really miss too much on SmackDown. Uh, Phillips had to, had to trip one, the 24-7 title back. Was, that, was, that was hilarious by Phillips. But other than that, you didn't miss too much. Now, now let's get to the, the NXT. And, and let's get to 12-5 now. But we get to actual wrestling. And yeah, you're going to see this next week. Yeah, I basically did NXT already with TakeOver, so, so we don't need to worry about that. But um, 205 was decent this week. Tozawa ended up facing Drew Gulak instead of... Uh, who am I forgetting? Who am I forgetting? Oh, Noam Dar. He was supposed to face Noam Dar, but Gulak jumped Noam. Uh, and he's rocking more hair now. He can grow out his hair a little bit. He, he jumped Noam before the match. Basically, he took out his knee, and it had a decent physical match with Akira Tozawa. Ultimately, it was Gulak, who was way more physical than, he, than he's been beforehand. Still got the tech stuff in, but he's a whole lot more physical than he's been in uh, that we, the Gulak that we know. Gulak got it done with the pin, and, and Gulak beats Tozawa one-on-one. So now we're looking at a situation where we don't know who the number one contender is for Tony Nese and the Cruiserweight <laughs> Championship. But it's looking like Gulak and Tozawa put themselves in prime position to do so. Then we got a physical main event between Owning Lorcan and Arya Davari. Yes, we're in a world of 205. Arya Davari is a consistent main eventer. He did not suck in this match. Arya Davari and, and Oli Lorcan had the, the physical match that we expected. It was, it was, it was, it's what? Because Oli Lorcan is more than a competent wrestler. Oli Lorcan is a very, very productive wrestler. And yeah. ultimately, it was working on the arm of Arya Davari that kind of sort of led to the win. Davari would hit the frog splash. That, that, that person splashed, but Lorcan teched it into a roll-up, and it would eventually get the pin. So, very impressive by Orny Lorcan uh, to get the win there, but it was a really good match to start to finish between the two of them, so I'm very happy for both. Now we're going to go overseas, NXT UK. Really, the setup was to the Fatal 4-Way. Uh, the winner, obviously, getting the next shot at Walter and the WWE UK Championship. They set up Imperium versus uh, British Strongs, the, the, the BSBs, Next week, that's a six-man tag I'm absolutely looking forward to. That's going to be incredibly dope. That's a takeover-worthy match. Speaking of which, we're going to get takeover for, for the UK. August 31st, they're going to run it back and do another takeover. It's going to compete with AEW. That's going to be highly entertaining to see who gets, who gets better numbers live. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. That's going to be crazy dope to see who gets better numbers. Anyway, really the main thing on... This uh, on this program was at uh, the Fatal Four Way. There's really not much else of true note happened except for the GYBs are going to defend their tag titles in an NXT, NXT UK Loud event. Uh, but other than that, you really didn't miss but too much. So as, as they really they jumped Wild Boar and the Wild Boar tag team before they made their promo, and Zach Gibson was incredibly pissed. It was actually pretty good. But the Fatal Four Way is what we're here for, and the Fatal Four Way did not disappoint. 
it was a whole lot of stuff with Mastiff. Mastiff was, was really good. Joe Coffey was really good. And a guy we both love, Jordan Devlin, he handled his. But ultimately, it was Travis Banks capitalizing as the other two parties involved hit Devlin with their finishers. It was Banks that hit his, the Kiwi Crusher that finished the deal. And Banks wins the match, pinning Devlin to get the number one contender status. So it's going to be Devlin. Uh, it's going to be uh, Banks versus Walter eventually. We don't know when, but we know Banks is going to face Walter for the NXT UK Championship. Next WWE for this week. Yes. That's the Yes, I did. I did hear about uh, that he got involved with the fan. And uh, Bully, I know, issued a statement. Uh, I think some people are coming to his defense, but yeah, he did issue a statement. I believe it was yesterday on Twitter. Yes. What is despicable on all sides? On all sides. Everyone messed that up. You're right. Bully Red, how would you feel? If you're a wrestler in the locker room and you had some rowdy fan come to the backstage area just to be intimidated, well, you don't want a rowdy fan back there. The fan was an asshole. The fan was an asshole. A lot of people handle this wrong. Yeah, it's 100% true. A lot of people handle this absolutely, absolutely terribly. Uh, I think it was a completely mismanaged on all parties involved. I think they all need to. They kind of have, have a, like, just kind of hash it out and just try to squash this, but it, it was completely handled uh, horribly wrong. The other big thing that happened in ring competition this week, Anthony Joshua got rocked by, by uh, Andy, or, Andy Ruiz. And the funny thing was about this fight was that Ruiz wasn't even supposed to be the main guy. He was supposed to – he only came in because he slid in the DMs of uh, Joshua's connects. Decided to say, okay, like, I know the, the guy you're supposed to fight couldn't do it, so I think he found a drug test, the guy he was supposed to fight. And Ruiz like, hey, let, let me step in and handle this. Let me step in and fight him. And Joshua, thinking it was sweet, I guess, he was like, all right, cool, let's go. Ruiz honestly dominated the fight for the most part. And eventually to the point, Ruiz would, would uh, basically get a TKO win in the seventh round. And now he's the first Mexican-born heavyweight champion. And what we have here in this heavyweight division, we've got four main guys now. It's beautiful for boxing that we got a good heavyweight division. We got Ruiz, we got Joshua, who I'm sure going to run it back. And then we got Tyson Fury, and we got, uh, not, not Tyson Fury, we got, uh, uh, what am I saying, Dante Wilder, and, and we got, uh, and we got yeah, Fury. So it's, it's a real, this is a really, really good uh, heavyweight division. This weekend. What's up? Triple G fight this weekend. And, and triple, yeah, tri- triple G in his division. It's, boxing is starting to get nice again. I'm all for this. I'm all for this. So it's becoming a really and a lot of people are, are getting on Joshua that he should have fought Wilder because that was a big money fight. But it's it's gonna be it's building up nicely. I'm loving this. I'm loving how this is happening. I think it's gonna be uh, boxing for the next couple years. It's gonna be dope. It's gonna be really really dope to see what happens in this heavyweight division with these four guys. You got four guys who I can honestly say, okay, these four dudes can get it in. So let, let's go. Let's see more of this in this heavyweight division. We need these big money fights with, with Wilder, who's clearly, the, to me, he's the star of the four. He, the, Wilder's the main attraction here. But I need to see combinations of these four continue to fight for the next two, three, four, five years. Let's continue to make that happen. But yeah, I'm looking forward yeah. to seeing Triple G battle again, though. You're right. I'm looking forward to seeing Triple G fight this weekend, too. And then, and here's the UFC world. I know 238's coming up. Hmm. 
and that is this Saturday, actually. And as you know, it's going to become a uh, two-division champ as he faces Marlon Miles for the Bantamweight Championship. That Valentina Shevchenko versus Jessica I for the uh, Women's Flyweight Championship. Ferguson versus Donald Cerrone. Um, that should be a good fight. And there's a bunch of preliminary cards on the SPS. So, that should be good. That should be a, a good, a decent UFC card. Yeah, decent UFC card from the United Center in Chicago. Let's see if we'll get some NyQuil moments out of this card. We'll see. Looking forward to it. We'll take a break and then go back and watch some 80s are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 3,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 100 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Powerslam TV again. It's the promo code Social Suplex. Get free bucks. Look at all that all that content. It's summer vacation for a lot of a lot of school students. If you're in the wrestling, social suplex network, got you covered. Easy way to spend your summer vacation. Thousands and thousands of hours of content. Lots of action, lots of drama, lots of lots of suspense. Social suplex is a good way to hook it up. They got you covered for the summer. Lots of shoot interviews too, so. Yes. So, that should be fantastic. But first, we watch some of the greatest matches ever. This is 94 93 in our greatest match ever with the Edge. Mm-hmm. Here, as we have first, Akira Maeda versus Tatsumi Fukunami from 6-12-1986 in, in Osaka at Fort New Japan Pro Wrestling. This is at the height of the New Japan PWF. And Mike, you might want to do some research on this while while watching this, Um, because because I don't know all the intricacies of the UWF New Japan the original one. This was the feud that basically influenced Eric Bischoff to create the NWO. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, we go. Let's look look into that. So Fujinami versus Maeda. This is its anniversary is literally thirty three years ago next Friday. Look at that! We got something on date. <laughs> literally thirty three years ago next Friday. The number two match was literally last was three days ago. The anniversary of it, six three ninety four. Everyone knows that match is the guitar Toshiaki Kawada match from all Emperor Wrestling. Uh, but this is good enough for us as we were watching Tatsumi Fujinami versus Akira Miyama. WWE all fans, Tatsumi Fujinami. You ready? Yep, let's go. In three, two, one, go. So, it looks like, okay, we got a hype crowd, first off. Yeah, this crowd's huge. 
We got a hype crowd to start with. We got some streamers involved here. Both of us are getting some flowers involved here. Wow, We got the introductions here. Maeda is in the black box. He's in the smaller trunks, Fujinami is. Okay, because they're both they're both wearing black trunks, but Fujinami's wearing the smaller version of the smaller trunks. They pretty much have the same type of ring gear. Uh black trunks for each, black boots, black knee pads, no one's wearing el any elbow pads here. Similar haircuts. No, these two aren't clones, but uh, they they pretty much did everything else where it's uh they, they, they do, you can't tell them apart, though. You can absolutely tell them apart here. Oh, yeah. And it looks like we got a... Probably smaller. Yes. And it is a little smaller. Absolutely. And start. There we go. Actually, no. We can't tell them apart. Uh, Fujinami's not wearing, not wearing knee pads. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Fujinami's not wearing knee pads. Oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe we're right for the kick right off, right off the top. But they're gonna, they're gonna lock up. Oh, that's no orders here. And side the lock, and then we, then we get right on, right on the business. First lock going on here. Nice. Nice. No, no count. Shoulders are not on the mat. But basically. Got a little bit of an oh, he's got a little bit of the arms and the night night stacked up, but the shoulders are not down. Well, now the the left shoulder is not down, the right shoulder is. You see that strength, strength of Maeda. Can, can he get him up? He's, he's got him stacked up, but the shoulder's not down, so you can't really count it right now. Right. Now let's go back to not back to a knee bar. He's got, got the got the ankle. He's got he's got the ankle like a scissors. There it goes. And then you drop the reverses. Yes. This is definitely more shoot style. Which UWF would throw more back in the day. UWF was basically a precursor to Grand Trace and. Mmm. Kick, kick to the knee, it, it got the crowd hype a little bit. And responded to the a, res a response in kind. That was our response. Yeah, it sure was. I, I wonder the lack of knee pads. You, you think it's going to have an effect on this match? I think it might. I right, um, take over. A bit of an eye bar. Give you authority on huge history, but there was a. I know that the people. Nice. Still got still got the arm control. 
still with the nice arm, still the roll, nice rollover, but still now has wrist control. This is a very different match than even like the Brett Boston match. This is there, yeah, they're technical. Now he's gonna cross. He's gonna cross arm breaker. But he can't. He can't unlock the arms. Good defense. Let's play here. Here. It's good stuff. Yeah, no, this is there. It's good entertaining stuff here. I'm just kind of taking this in right now, but it's good entertaining. The arm breaker is very much in. Yeah. Now, now the now the leg is trapped. Made is trying to just trying to get up. Yep. Copy reverses and tries to turn into a crab. Boy, crab. Yes. Trying to block. Trying to block. And now we got now we run one ankle lock and with the body scissors. Both guys are relatively close to the ropes. They can easily get to them. And we get a clean break. Get a clean break. Can you get collar elbow? No. Nope. Both kind of feeling each other out. They lock hands. Get a test of strength. Looks like that's what we're getting here. It's a test of strength. Nice drop kick. Oh, this is a great This guy just turned up quick. How quick this guy just turned up, too? Oh, okay. Osaka Castle Hall, for those for those who want to time and place and whatnot. Yes. And this was the B block final for the IWGP Heavyweight title decisive week back. It was a tournament. As get back to the match, we got a body scissors here. Or at least it was a body scissors. No, the, the body, he couldn't get the full on uh, scissors here. But he got leg control, got ankle control here. Nice. So, kind of a one legged figure four to slash knee bar type of deal happening. Right in the center of the ring, too. There is velocity to this. Like it, this match shift, it look, look at the match shifted gears. Like it went from okay, slow, technical, and then we got like 30 seconds, like it went to overdrive type of thing, and then like it shifted to another corner, and then now it's like, oh, we're back to the textile again. That went so fast. 
as Maeda gets to the ropes. That's Fujinami. Excuse me. Fujinami gets them. They're wearing the same stuff. Fujinami not wearing the knee pads. But the knee bar's back on. As we, I asked before, will the knee be involved here? Fujinami, uh, the hold is broken. The, the ref gets him to break the hold because uh, Fujinami got to the ropes. And the, the, knee, the lack of knee pads, will it be a factor? He's already shaking out the knees, Fujinami is. He's trying to work from the ground, but it's... But, Maeda keeping his distance. Very smart. Now I'm going to kick him, kick him in the hamstrings. Kick him in the back of the leg. Good offense from Maeda. Now back to the knee. Oh, the, the kicks and then the trapping the knee. Look at the sweat on Fujinami right now. And Fujinami is trapped. He's trying to get to the ropes. Endo trying to break the hole. He really, he could have went the opposite way and tried to get to the ropes, but he really, but he didn't. He kind of put himself in even more of a hazardous position here as the knee is trapped. And he's got, he's got the ankle held nicely. Fujinami is in some dire straits without those knee pads. That is the left knee of Fujinami, by the way, that's being trapped. And Fujinami's trying to reverse it to an Indian death block. He's close. And... Still has it flipped, still has it reversed it, and he didn't. Mm. Well, he, he didn't get a tap. He, he's he's counted the mat twice. Usually three, he's taking a fire tap. So, the knee is very much trapped. Kind of a little bit of a figure four. Not quite a figure four, because he obviously didn't spin the legs, but... The ropes are reached. The hole has to be broken, but the damage is certainly done to Fujinami's leg. And Maeda is ready for more. Ooh, kick in the face. <laughs> now now Maeda's going to work. Look at these kicks. Fujinami to get back in. Uh, it would be smart to kicks. Those kicks, though. Oh, they're lock up hands again. And, nope, nope, no lock up. Nice kicks. Back to the kicks. Back to the kicks. Jeez, you can't take much more of these. I'm switching up the kicks. Jeez. This might have been 
just plays at gay bars, it's been fucking awesome. <laughs> 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 his Guessing. I love that about this. Dude, that's great psychology. I, I, I would call for this match. 
It, it absolutely does. It absolutely does. Both guys are now up on their feet. And get a clean break. They got to the Fujinami got to the ropes and we got a clean break. Well, both guys again going to the center of the ring, again locking fingers. And this time they fully lock the fingers. And then we get a kick to the head. <laughs> you should have known better. Why'd you do that, Fujinami? You should have known better, sir. <laughs> You submissions and a lot of uh, a lot of psychology a far cry from a lot of the matches we've seen so far which has been a whole lot br a whole lot in terms of the uh, big impact moves you know? back to the kicks back to the kick oh nice counter by fujinami to sweep the leg out and then take the plant leg away from him and now this match will turn up again what a sidekick Shifts gears. 
Shifting into turns. Oh, this shifts gears like that. What? The knee bar is still intact. And we're getting, and they're in the center of the ring yet again. Fujinami's tried his hardest to try to turn it over to an Indian Deathlock, but he's been unsuccessful in every turn. But he's going to be able to get to the ropes this time. And we're going to get a... Oh, we're not going to get a clean break. Not going to get a break. Oh, man. I pulled him right back to the center of the ring and then put the knee bar right back on him. And the ref's not having any of that bullshit. <laughs> yeah, the ref's, the ref's not going to have it. It's the, the ref broke it up. The ref broke it up instead of uh, getting a clean break. And we're gonna... <laughs> let me see. Let me see the strength. He no! tossed him out of the ring. And both guys go to the ground. Both guys go to the ground. There's streamers everywhere. Both guys get into the ring. Good job by all the people around the ring to clear the streamers out so that the streamers have not gotten involved. Oh, Fujinami caught the leg this time. Okay, go for a sharpshooter. Yes! Successful! Scorpion Deathlock, however you want to call it, it works. And, and it's in the center of the ring. Ujinami has Maeda caught. When Maeda is, his knees are basically, basically facing the closest ropes. He is so far away from the ropes that he can actually see. And that hold is in deep, too. The hold is in very deep. Both guys get to the ropes illegally on the part of Fujinami. Desperately on the part of Maeda, the hold is broken. Kick to the leg. Back to the leg. Wrong liner kick! Or spin heel kick. Either one works. Oh, look at the cost. Oh, look at the It caught him right above the eye, too. Look what it caused. Oh. Fujinami is busted wide open and it was above his it was above his right eye. I didn't want that kick! Holy fucking shit! He caught the heel, or he caught the heel of the foot on the suplex. Beautiful bridge too, and a kick out. It caught him right above the eye. It caught him right above his right eye. It was nasty. It was na he either caught the point of the boot or he caught the heel. Either way, it hurt. Nice suplex. Take nice suplex. Float over and a kick out. Both guys went for kicks. Maeda hit Fujinami, kinda. Maeda got the better of the exchange, but both guys are down, and Fujinami's a mess. Bloody mess. Absolutely is a bloody mess. There are, there are puddles of blood at points in the ring. This was no job. <laughs> nah, this was legit, and both guys got counted out because they couldn't get up. Both guys were counted out because they couldn't get up. What a match. We got our first draw. We got our first draw in, in this top 100 countdown. But I don't think either of us are disappointed. This was a hot <laughs> It was like bullshit. Shit out of each other. It really did. This was entertaining and physical from start to finish. I again, 
I love how the match it started. It started slow and it kicked up, and it slow kicked up, slow kicked up. It, it, it shifted gears. It's it like it's like being on the being on the road with a, with a sports car, right? Where, where you know you're shifting gears into the turns. That's pretty much what happened here, and it all made sense. Somehow these crazy bastards are standing. Oh my god! Uh, the gash over Fujinami's head, and he's wrapped in a blue, uh, kind of a blue kind of band. There's nice, there's nice pack. It's kind of a blue band of ice. Uh, but it like he could still, he could still kind of sort of go. But he was knocked out for for a good ten seconds. Both guys in the middle of the ring, taking hands, great sportsmanship on both parties. What a match! What a match! It's a draw. It's a draw. Both guys shake hands and show respect for basically killing each other for a good 25 minutes. Uh, highly entertaining from start to finish. I'm all for it. That was, that was really, really good. This was ass-kicking, but they didn't murder each other. Yes. They did it in a psychological way. I think that's the I think that's the part of it. They did it in a psychological way. So much punishment. Maeda was was hitting those kicks. Maeda hit so many kicks. But what that's a, that's a very good match. So we got some physicality there. And now we shift focus to 19. We're getting, going even further back from the San Houston Coliseum, San Houston Coliseum. We're taking it back. Harley Race versus Terry Funk for the NWA Championship. Two out of three balls. This was July 1st, 1977. So we're going to load this bad boy up, and we, we will get right with the showdown. Three, two, one. Yep. Terry Funk. Holly Race is the champion. Now Harley Race is in the red, and actually, not Harley Race is in the black. Terry Funk is in the red. And we so. do have Terry from Hobosh. The promoter of Houston. It's like an all star promotion at the time. Spock would bring in guys from across the country, and a lot of NWA championship matches. This being the holy grail of that. As this match was done a couple of years ago. Mm. And for NWA Classic, the former NWA Classic streaming service. Fox sort of like, like making sure he knows the rules. That's very subtle. Making sure, yep. Yeah. <clears throat> making sure everybody knows it's a good clean fight. And then, did we get a shake? Like, fuck now. <laughs> yep, just a stare down. And here we go. Terry Funk saying, "Come with it." Because even then, he was even then back in '77, he was semi crazy. So let's see what's let's see what's happening. As Funk moves in, kind of is trying to bait Harley Race in coming in to fight him. Harley Race is not, Harley Race is not going for it. He's not having it. They circle the ring. Yep. Folks trying to bait him in. So far, not going for it. Backs him into the corner. But no, they had not come to blows yet. Both parties are 
Still kind of waiting to see what's happening. And here we go. Collar and elbow tie up to start the match. And the separation. Back to the, back to the collar elbow. And back to the and back to the ropes. Uh, we are not getting a clean break. We're still not getting it. And then we, there we go. There we go. The ref really kind of got in the middle of it. And Harley Race was pissed. He was. He was, though. And we haven't seen anything. Yet. Third collar and double tie up. This time in the center of the ring. As Race wins the strength exchange of, of it. And we oh, got nice. All right. Knife has shot the start of from Funk, and clearly it's stung Race. As the ref backs uh, Funk away from Race because they were close to the ropes, the chop stung Harley Race. He's, he's feeling it in the corner. And Funk is waiting to go in for the kill, but he doesn't. Waits it out. Back to the collar elbows. And then goes goes back to the goes to an arm bar. <clears throat> and and Armbar's locked in nicely, locked in tight, locked in tight. He's putting all the body weight on the lower back of Harley Race. Harley Race is down to his knees. As Funk still has the armbar locked in very tight in the center of the ring. The referee just letting it, just letting it ride, because obviously no harm, nothing's being legal being done, obviously. And now he's got wrist control. Does Funk. And Funk trying to basically... Fully just yank the arm off of Race in every way, shape, form, and fashion. Race reverses it, so now he's on his back. Obviously not in a pinning combination because Funk has the arm. But nicely on the left shoulder as Race is down in the middle of the ring on his side. But the arm bar is still very much in as Funk is kind of got a little bit of a nerve hole with one of his arms and has the fingers locked on Race with the other. Now Funk is standing. And Funk now has his foot over the face of Harley Race. The, the boot is, is, is all over. The, he can really face wash him with her. Oh, nice. As he sits down with the arm bar, and he's got the he's got the arm. And he's got his legs, I should say, on the shoulders of Race. And he, he is sitting down. And now he absolutely could pen him if, if Race somehow snapped out, passed out of the pain. But clearly we can see, and they actually did just do a pinning combination, but Race got the shoulder up. Now if you clearly see the, the game plan for Funk, get the arm, beat up the arm, beat up the left arm of Harley Race. And Race can't break the hold. But he's not getting himself pinned. Nice elbow drop to the arm by Terry Funk. Still working on the arm is Funk. And back to the end, we go back to the arm. Going back to the arm. And back to the foot on face technique that uh, Terry Funk is doing. So far, it's working out pretty well. Foot on face and then back down. Continuing to put incredible amounts of pressure on that arm. Yes. Yes. I, I, I just like how. He's going right to the arm early. Good psychology by Funk. He understands. It's not a sprint, it's a marathon. And he now he's got the arm trapped with a leg scissors. And then go behind. He's trying to float him over. Trying to float him over. I love collegiate wrestling. 
Yeah, he is unsuccessful in doing so, but he still has the wrist control on the arm. This is very good. It's very smart wrestling here by Terry Funk. In addition to this, he has the opposite arm also hooked as well. Still focusing on the left for the main offense, but the secondary offense is now on the opposite arm. So he's keeping the opposite arm barred, so he really can't, race really can't do anything about this right now. Very right. smart. The leg is behind the face and the head of race, and Funk could try to do one of two things. He could either try to roll him over to try to get a pinning combination, or he could just focus on the arm. So there's a really smart offense here. That's nice. Got now he's got the arm bar and a little bit of a Camara. But uh, Funk, but race gets to the ropes so he can finally at least alleviate some of the pressure. But the damage was done for a couple minutes. Race does chop with the off with the injured arm. Funk responds in kind. Nice strength by Funk. Gorilla press slam, the military press slam, however you want to call it, and then back to the arm. It was only a diversion to get back to the arm. Genius by Terry Funk. Genius by Funk right there. That was very, very smart. I'm all for that. And he's still got the arm. We're back to where we were before the uh, the chops. Funk on arm. He's got the other arm at bay. Well, now, the other, now Race frees the other arm momentarily because Funk now controls the other the other wrist and can kind of sort of pin him to the mat and be strong enough to do so. As he's got both arms, he's got the right hand trapped and he's got the left arm barred. So it, it's a good situation here for Terry Funk. And the left the left arm is is up, and now Funk gets into a pin combination and a kick out. A raise, and then back to the arm goes Funk. Funk not letting him get out. He's not letting him escape and having any time to breathe. Very relentless offense by Funk. That arm is hooked. And he's, he's still on the arm, and now he is... Race is somehow getting to his... He's on a knee. He's trying to get to his feet. Got to He's, he's fine. He is there. They go to the ropes, and the ref is asking for a clean break. Three, four, and all He didn't get a clean break, but Race gave it to him. Any Race gave himself one. Nice open hand chop to the chest of Race, and Funk going back to the military press slam. Successful, and you already know where he's going. Knee, knee to the arm. Goes right back to work. Knees to the arms repeatedly. Nice leg, drop on, nice leg drop on the arm. He's got the arm barred. Great offense here by Funk. The crowd is hot. The crowd is nice for this, though. But the arm is certainly barred. Very right. That's been the name of the game in this offense. So far, very impressive work. As he is doing everything, he's basically trying to rip the arm out of his out of a socket. It's basically what Funk is doing. Not doing a terrible job so far. He does not have the other arm trapped this time. He's focusing all of his attention, for the most part, on the left arm of Race. The ref could counter his. Oh no, his other shoulder's not down. His other shoulder's not down, but the foot is back to the face of Race. 
and it's it, it's it's boot it boot on face. As Punk is now back up to his feet, still with the arm, and then he ooh ooh wait. He, tw- he he span around and that got eye and I got eyeball and then we're going back to the arm, back to the left arm. His race turned over. It was a bait and switch. He got another different hold on the arm bar. Ooh, that was that was nasty. He got all he got all of that uh, that that face turn as he shifted his boot onto the eyeball of race. So you can immediately and we go to a commercial. Why did they just cut off like that? That was weird. Okay, we back. That was odd, but it was, we back, we back. And it kind of, kind of cut off right there. And then we're, we're back on, and Race is not going to side headlock on Funk. As Race finally has some offense. Race finally has a bit of offense. Nice elbow to the kidneys. Nice elbow to the kidney by Funk, but but it's it's had little effect because Race still has the side headlock on Funk. But the, the onslaught of the arm, it was it's gonna take a little bit for race to recover from this. Funk now has the left leg to get kind of an inverted atomic drop if he wanted to. But he he's he might be going out before he even has a chance. Funk is fading and he's fading. Race got the nice headlock locked in real tight. Race's shoulders are down. Oh, his shoulder was down. Yeah, he's, he's got his left shoulder up, so he, he's good. He's good. But the, but the headlock is, but the headlock is in place. It's right. It's acting pretty good. Oh, I'm trying to go for a pin. Yeah, yes. Look, look at the look, look closely. The left shoulder is left shoulder down. The right shoulder definitely is. But is the le- but the ref sees it as a good view. The left shoulder is not down. Well, Funk is clearly, yeah, the, you're definitely right. Funk is absolutely trying to pin him. But, but Race's link is on his side, so he can't be pinned. And now he's trying to basically wrench oh, the back up. Clear. Yep, as, as Race countered into a pinning combination against Funk. But Funk kicks out, and then back of the side headlock, and they're both on their sides. Good counter wrestling on both parties, especially Race, who could have been pinned there, but but he uh, but Funk could not get the last part in. Very smart there. It feels like a struggle. It does. It does. Two relatively big and strong individuals who know how to tech wrestle, and they're showing their expertise at this moment in time. Side headlock is still locked in on uh, by Race to Funk. Funk is trying to get to his feet. Still on his, he's on a knee. Now he's back to his feet. Elbow shot in the kidneys. Not once but twice. But the headlock is still in. The headlock is still in place. And he's, Funk is now back to his feet and trying to trying to break the grip. He's going for the arm again. Let's see. Oh, that's a struggle. It is. It really is. It is it's quite a struggle. And, and Race has had that, that headlock on for a good, what, two minutes now? Yeah. Incredibly impressive by Funk to, to really to try to break out of this. But he, he's, got, he's got control. And, oh, back to the headlock. 
Um, Brace is gaining the better of this. Brace is, getting, Brace is still getting the better of this situation. Well, Funk gets out. Funk finds his way out, and then nice. Nice to the arm bar, and then back to a, a, a head scissors. As Funk went right back to the arm, but Brace immediately countered it and went right back to the head. So we clearly see the the modes of offense here as, as Race got a nice kick in. Uh, it's, it's clear that we're getting the, the modes of offense. Where Race is going for the head and Funk is going for the arm. We'll see how this goes. Head scissors. Funk's trying to kick out. Funk can't be pinned right now. The left shoulder's clearly off the mat, but he, he's, he's trying his hardest to not get not go to sleep. And now Race can get him in a pin combination if he can get that left shoulder down. Well, Funk might be out. Funk might actually be out. Nope. Funk still has a, still has a little bit of life left, but not much. Nice. Again, using that knee to the side of the head of Funk. Race still has the head scissors locked in nicely. Funk trying his hardest to kick out. And he can't even see because he's got, a, he's got his vision completely blocked by the legs of Race. The, it, the head scissors is locked on real tight. Real tight right now. And, and Funk is trying his hardest to kick out. It's fish out of water type of thing going on right here. But, but, he's, but he can't do it. Because Race has excellent control right now of the head. And Race is now doing a plank while still having the head scissors and still blocking the vision of Funk. And now he's basically trying to twist the head off like a top. He's still he's still in a plank position. Funk, meanwhile, is getting up and is is on a he's on his feet. Funk's on his feet. Is he gonna is he gonna back right? Is he gonna body drop him? Is he going to? He could do. Race could pile drive in this position. Absolutely. Funk is getting up and race is in no man's land. Race is in trouble now. Race is in a whole lot of trouble. He's got the waist locked. That's the good news. Is the bad news is he's looking at the canvas. Funk has got him in no man's land. He could Brace could do whatever he wants with him. What's Funk gonna do? Funk still can't see. If he falls, no. That could have been much worse for Race. That could have been much worse for Race. Race kept the head scissors all while he was basically upside down. And Funk may go out here. It's maybe a matter of time before Funk goes out. He's got the head trapped very nicely. And it's a... Well, he still has the head scissors locked in nicely. The fans are kind of a little quiet here. Obviously being in Houston and the Funk being a Texas boy. So you clearly Funk being the, having the home field advantage, but that's a little silent. Race continuing to have the head scissors locked in, and Funk somehow still conscious. Right. After having that hole blocked in for the last five minutes or so. Race still here. Funk trying to kick up. He tried the bicycle kick up and still couldn't do it. Race and it's not even like Funk can get to the ropes. Race is basically blocking the ropes. 
Now he's got him. He could have him in a pinning predicament if he chose to. If he chose to rear back, but he's not going to do it. Obviously, he keeps the head control. This is a good struggle. Funk has had the struggle for the last five minutes or so. He's had the struggle for the last five minutes, and now we're back to the where we were, where Funk was able to get to his feet. Funk this time does get to his feet. And, and Funk got to his feet a little bit quicker. And Funk is basically walked his way to the... I don't know how he was able to see. He basically walked his way to the ropes to, to get Harley Race, try to get Harley Race to break the hold. And Race finally does. Punch to the gut by Race. Top of the head. Crowd getting back into it. Now the phone's out of that head scissors. Funk may just be simply out. Another chop to the head. Funk falls to the apron. Funk falls to the apron and now let's... Another right hand. Silver right hand. Funk claps back and it's a good punch. It was a good punch by Funk on race. The ref getting in the middle to get a clean break and he will get his clean break. And both guys are in the middle of the ring. Uh, we're going this. Kind of checking himself, making sure he's all right. Looks like Funk's okay. Race is clearly okay. They go back to the Colorado Times. Right back with how this match started. And now it's Race with the arm. Control. Is he shifts his whole momentum. And now he's trying to get... Like the arm of Funk. Oh, turn about fair play here. Nice. Yanking the arm again. Nice chop by Funk. Another chop. Mm-hmm. Funk is trying to break the grip of race. Three straight chops there. Take that four. Race's chest is fairly red. As Chumper, as as Funk repeatedly chops, then gets a headbutt in, but I think that hurt him more than Race. That headbutt did not work. That headbutt was not a good mode of offense for Funk. <clears throat> Back to the arm goes Race. Back to the chops goes Funk. Back to the chops goes Funk. Funk repeatedly laying in those chops. And they go to the corner. Oh, nice overhand. A nice overhand chop. Funk did not give them a clean break. The referee just letting them go until they get to the ropes, pretty much. That's pretty much what's happening. He lets, he let, he's going to let them fight until they get to the ropes. So once they get to the ropes, then he tries to step in, pretty much, how this is going. Uh, interesting, the ref's rocking jeans right now. He's rocking jeans in this situation. Back to the Colorado Times. 
Yeah, already 25 minutes into this, and we still don't have, we're, we're not even close to a fall, by the way. Ooh, nice right hand by Funk. Race tried to get a right hand, and Funk ducked, and Terry responded in kind and did not miss. And we'll get back to the collar elbow. Yes, we are. Nice leg sweep. Spin to a hold. Milk a counter. By race, and we, and we speed up the process. And it's a... They're just staring at each other. Oh, lock up center of the ring. Yeah, yep. We're back in the center of the ring here. That's kind of in the pace of this. It's a little bit of... Much slower of a pace than the previous match we watched here. Still good psychology. That was a solid headbutt by race. He caught him in the midsection there. Nice knee. Solid knee lift by race and he went for the figure four, but good roll up by Funk. One, two, and a kick out. First relatively near fall. Yep, no, he kicked out. He kicked out. No, Funk's <laughs> he knows he kicked out. We all we all can see. We all saw that. Totally kick out. Back to the Colorado tie-ups. Back to the middle of the ropes. And off the ropes goes Funk. And the chest goes Funk. Nice shoulder tackle. And the tossed him out of the ring. Straight tossed him out of the ring. Funk basically, basically used Funk's own momentum to toss him right out of the ring. And there and there's no barricade. Just looking outside the ring here. There seems to be a minimal, if not any, barricade at all. Uh, there's a whole lot of space, and there's a whole lot of concrete in between the ring and the fans. And that chop right there by Race. Don't go back to the apron before receiving that chop. And back to it with another chop using the left hand. Race does not seem to be favoring that arm anymore like he did previously during the match. Clubbing blow to the back of the head. And brings him back in with a suplex. Clean. Nice. Nice suplex. And now race. I think I'm a, kind of a weaker knee to the kidneys. But back to the abdominal. They're going to do a abdominal stretch. So, not look like he's going to submit. But race does absolutely have the arm locked in pretty clean. Now the fans are starting to get a little bit hyped, not considering all the damage that Funk has taken over the last few minutes. But Funk's not going out. He's not yet. The leg is the leg is trapped as well. It's a pretty solid, clean hole here. Terry's gonna have to do something here. We're already halfway. Oh, he did. He did submit. We got a submission. Funk submitted to race. So race gets the uh, race gets the first fall. And basically burned through. He basically burned through half of, half the uh, time. Smart, methodical. Now race, all he has to do is, is, is ride this out. Race will win. And apparently there's a commercial break involved here. Well, there was. Ball two. Let's go. Funk is up. Race is up. And we brought on the first fall. Methodical. It seemed like the, the pace kind of switched up. 
uh, from from time to time. I thought we see a little bit more dynamic offense from the two, but I, I like the uh, methodical psychological paces here. We got a little bit of a funk to the arm, and then we got race to the head and race to the arm, and ultimately that's what got it done. Struggle was actually very compelling. Mm. That's why I was silent for a lot of it. I was just compelled at how how they were working the holds and stuff like that. But now we're gonna get to fall number two. Back in college, so fall two starts like fall one did. Carl Carl elbow, elbow tie ups, and. Funk is in the Funk basically backed race to the corner. And now we get a couple chops in. Two-piece combo by Funk. Race is pissed. Race is very pissed. And now, now we get down to business. Body slammed by Funk. He tried to go for a blockbuster. That did not work. I don't know what Funk did, but it, it felt horribly. Race, race, race needs to be careful. He can get disqualified. Race's temper is getting a little heated. He can get himself disqualified if he's not careful. But elbows to the solid elbows though. Solid elbows by by race. Knee to the kidneys. Kind of a modified camel clutch by race with the knee into the lower back of Funk. Was that the first time you ever saw somebody submit to an abdominal stretch? Yes. I can honestly say yes. It's the first time I've seen that. Yeah, because it's such a transitional move now. Yeah. My, how wrestling has evolved. Because it was my first time seeing an abdominal stretch. I'm like, what? Yeah, somebody actually, yeah, I was, I was expecting Pope to counter out of it and to do something else, but he never did. He, he just he just submitted. I, I was not ready for somebody to actually submit to that. Yeah, Race now has, he still has his knee into the back of Funk, the lower back, the kidney area. But now Funk has got the side head locked while on the ground. Funk is trying to reverse the pressure, and he does. And now the side of the lock is the prominent hold here. But Race still has the waist of Funk, and they're both back up to their feet. Off the ropes will go Funk. Nope. Both guys, both guys went for abdominal stretches. Funk counters. Funk, Funk rolls him up. Backslide, but a kick out. Funk now turns up the pace, knowing full well he's got to get two falls in about 20 minutes. Pile driver by Funk onto race. Hooks the leg. One, two, three. That second fall was quick. And I think Funk understood. He, ha he had the so speed up the pace to make sure he can get a third fall. He's got about 20 minutes to get this third fall in. So Funk wins. Funk wins round two by pinball. And I think Race would still be incensed by the slaps. Yes. Yeah, an angry fighter's a sloppy fighter. I think that's what threw Race off. Race really never was completely into that second fall, uh, quite honestly. I like the desperation by Funk towards the end of that second fall, too. That he knew full well that he absolutely had to get that third fall locked in, in place, or the second fall in place, so he can get to the third fall, have enough time to get to a third fall. So here we go. Ball number three. 1-1. One, one. Okay, we got a half hour to go. So that second fall was really quick. That first fall was 25 minutes. The second fall was only five. So we're basically half, we got halfway to go. And race. Race trying to pretty much regain his momentum 
Because he basically lost it with those two slaps. And in oh. response to the child. Bonk's like, fuck no. Don't, don't fucking hit me. <laughs> Bonk is a little upset by that chop. Race. Race wants he wants to throw hands. He, he, yeah, it's, it's clear that Funk's ready to throw hands, too. Here we go. Here we fucking go. It's the office I thought we were going to get from the jump, but, it's, but instead they held it with a third fall. I like it. Funk bringing the offense. Bringing chops. And another chop. As race, as race is into the ropes, and the ref's just letting it, the ref kind of letting it ride. Those are some big ones. Another chop to race. And race's time is down. Knee drop to the head. Right into the eye. Right into the eye. Funk hooks the leg, though. One, two, and a kick. Good kick out, good kick out. That caught him right in the eye, too, that, that knee drop. Caught him pretty clean out of the eye. Nice punch by Funk. As Funk now has absolutely the offense. Side headlock. Swinging nightbreaker by Funk. Beautiful. Funk does not hook the leg this time. Race kicks out. As wow. he, he goes punt. <laughs> he basically punted him. He basically punted him with the heel of his with the with the, the foot of his boot. What a nice nice kick by Funk. And now another kick by Funk. Right to the face. Again, Funk does not hook the leg. But a kick out by Race. Now Race is raising on his knees. Funk now has total control of the offense. Right now, he, he Race has no idea where Funk is. Going for an atomic drop. Yes. And that caught Race clean. That caught him clean. He sold that atomic drop, by the way. Another hook of the... And... Nope, he's on the ropes. No, the, the, the fans in the background think the, thought the Funk got the three, but Race knew exactly where he was. Good ring awareness. Both of Race's feet were on the ropes. The rest saw it or sensed it. The crowd, I guess, didn't see it right away. At least the crowd on the far side. The near side clearly could tell, which is why there was no reaction. Nice, nice double leg takedown. Go for the figure four. No spinning toe hold. Got the spinning toe hold on him in the center of the ring. You're looking Very directly cool. into the face and a punch to the face or a thumb to the eye, one of the two. But the point is the bolt was broken by physical means by race. Races and both guys now on their knees. It's one-one. This is the deciding fall in this eight, in this uh, NWA championship match. Back in the spinning toe hold by Funk, and Race is caught in the center of the ring. Race is trying to get up. Race is trying to get out of this hold, and successfully does. Good job by Holy Race. Nice knife edge chop by Funk, who clearly now has the offense. Race is kind of on a spaghetti leg a little bit after those spinning toe holds. Nice right hand by Race, though. Nice. Another spinning leg takedown and the spinning tool hold. Single leg takedown, I should say. And then the spinning tool hold. Race now has the shoulders up. And he's kind of holding the hair of Funk. He's trying to punch from the ground and is succeeding. Funk not playing defense because he's trying to play offense. And the, and the defense, lack thereof, did not work. Funk is busted open. Race hit him so many times in the head with those right hands. Funk's face is now as red as his trunks, and we see Race get up. 
That right leg is not stable, though. You can look at how, how Race is moving around. That right leg is not stable after those spinning toe holds. Race is still re is rolling in those, those right hands, or those left hands. Another spinning toe hold. And the spinning toe hold is locked in. Not once, but twice. I don't know how, how long Race can actually physically stand in this situation. Race is trying to stand up, and it worked. He caught him with a nice right hand. Those right hands are saving Holly Race. Otherwise, he might have had a tap. Oh, look at the blood on Funk. Now, Race is using the good knee, the good leg, with that knee drop. Look at the blood on Funk. I think that cuts right above the eye. Funk's like, no, do not. <laughs> not to stop the fight. Yeah, the cuts pretty much a middle of the forehead. Oh, it was nasty. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's a middle. It's it's a solid gash, a headbutt by race. It's right. Yeah, it's it's right over the eye. You can see it right over the left eye of, of Funk, is where that cut is. And as as they say, if you can't see, you can't fight. And it's always and you can get knocked out by a punch you can't see. Race has no Funk has no idea where he rolled into, but he found he found race. Funk found race and they got a nice knee drop. Nice knee drop in the, the middle part of the left of the right leg, I should say. That's of race. Yeah. He could go for the spinning to a hold. He's going for the spinning to a hold. And here we go. Make it twice. Make it thrice. The problem is with Funk, at every time he's been able to put the spinning to a hold in, race has been able to punch his way out. And that's exactly what's happening here. Funk still has the toe hold in, but there's no deep. Funk is not playing defense. He's he's, but he still has the he still has the hold locked in. The hold is still locked in, but Race is still playing offense. He may have to do a knee bar to try to to prevent those punches. Got the wind knocked out of him. He sure did. He's still on his feet. Stop he, this! And Funk still, like fuck no. <laughs> but. <laughs> Race, Race might have knocked him out, but the Funk is refusing. He did stop it. Yep. And the fans are incensed. Yeah, Race Race won the fight. Race won it by ref stoppage. Race retains the title because the referee just did not let Funk continue due to the blood that he was losing. Funk just couldn't see. Yeah, blood's in his eyes, too. You can see it. You can see how he's reacting. And the, and the refs... And the crowd is starting to... The crowd is literally crowding the ring. They are not happy. But uh, their native Texan, their fellow native Texan, uh, being in the ring and not being able to truly try to win the fight. Holly Race retains the NWA World Championship by ref stoppage, winning 2-1. to one, But a good match nonetheless. Entertaining stuff nonetheless. So that was 94 and 93 on the countdown this week of the top 100 matches of all time. Very good stuff here. What, what did you like about these matches? What I liked about these two matches, uh, we'll first go Fujinami. The, the changes of styles, the, the changes of pace uh, that happened here, I thought were both pretty entertaining. I thought it was very entertaining in the first match. And then the second one, was a whole lot different from what I was expecting. I was expecting physicality from the jump. And instead, we got in the, in the latter half of the second fall and all of the third. 
where the first flaw was basically a technical uh, expertise by both parties. So I think that's what made it entertaining. I like the the uh, Fujinami Miami match more, but I think that both matches were good. I thought both matches were excellent. I liked Maeda versus Fujinami more, but both, both, yeah. both matches were very productive and they both accomplished their goals. Both crowds were hot though. I did enjoy both crowds and how they were how they were hot for these matches. I, I was into that too. Yes. 92-91 next week, we have Ric Flair versus Ricky Steamboat from 5-7-89 for the NWA World Championship. So back to an NWA World Championship match from WCW. And then we go to Memphis. Bruiser mm. leaves town. Mm. Jerry Lawler versus Bill Dundee. As Jerry King Lawler, was, as a lot of us know, was, was basically was a wrestling king in Memphis. So we know, we know how special, how big those matches were, how main event worthy those matches were. And yep. the feud with Bundy especially. The, most, the feud the most anonymous with Memphis. Mm. So we go back to 1983 in Memphis as well. So that'll do it for us for this week. Twitter handles. Yep, Mike is where you can find me most often. I will be doing the uh, be running the boards for the State, for State College Spike starting next week. Uh, the, the season effectively starts next Friday, so I'll be doing a lot of their games over the summer. Uh, but I'll obviously still be holding it down here, doing, doing all the, the, the stuff I normally do, and obviously all the editing and good stuff like that. But uh, that's pretty much going to be my week. Obviously, I'll be watching the Stanley Cup Finals and the NBA Finals, how that uh, happens here. Uh, we got a little bit of breaking news that happened during the show. Nets traded Alan Crowder to Atlanta and cleared $46 million off the deck for max free agency. Kevin Durant will not play tomorrow. In game four of the NBA Finals. So Nets out here clearing the deck to prepare for the potential of signing Kyrie and Kevin Durant and possibly other stuff. So Brooklyn making moves here. Right. You can follow me on Twitter at DJDCoops. Russell, I'm also recording tonight with Lavi Margolin. Mm. Doing a new podcast project called Playing With House Money, where we look at the business side of wrestling. And, yeah, so that's going to be fun. And then horns up with me and BJ and Hard and Heavy. That's it. Mm. All right, so everyone enjoy Super Showdown tomorrow. And uh, whether whether D-Cooks goes crazy, stay tuned for that next week. Well, let's take it home. For Beast Mike, this is DJ D-Cooks. And see you next week. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.